Remember, today's podcast is brought to you by LSKD, a Brisbane-based clothing company that we believe aligns incredibly well with our brand. Yeah, their active wear is taken over as one of the highest quality outfits on the market. And as well as that, their casual wear is next to none. I personally lived in it while I was in the UK. It's smart, it's casual, and it's stylish. So what more could you want? So from active wear to casual wear, make sure you check them out. You will also re- receive 10% off at checkout by using the code REBUILD. And by using them, you are helping us grow this podcast. And everyone is a winner, including you, because you will look fantastic. Let's get into the show. I'm James Beatty. And I'm Sean Carroll. And welcome to the Rebuild Health and Fitness Podcast. Where do you want to start it? Um, we'll just say, Welcome. All right, and welcome back to the Rebuild Health and Fitness Podcast today. It's just me and Kate. Ooh, dream team. <laughs> I say that no matter who's on. Dream team. Yeah, dream team. So we're just going to talk about overcoming plateaus and strategies and techniques for breaking through plateaus. You love using the word fitness, don't you? Yeah. Like fitness plateaus, Rebuild. fitness goals. Well, there's other goals and other yeah, but this is health plateaus. and fit. this is a health and fitness podcast. You'd have nutritional plateaus. Yeah, you suppose you could. clarifying. <laughs> All right, so we're going to talk about plateaus—a very common thing and something I'm quite proud within this gym that we try and limit as much as possible plateaus. And I think there is good strategies we can use to limit plateaus, even though we may all feel them at some point. So let's just talk about what it is first. So a plateau refers to a period during a journey when an individual experiences a lack of progress or improvement in their strength and endurance or overall fitness levels. It's taken to a point where the body adapts to the current level of exercise and fails to make further advancement despite consistent effort. Fitness plateaus can be frustrating and demotivating as individuals may feel like they are putting in the same amount of effort but not seeing the desired results. How's that? All good? Yeah. Makes sense, right? Yeah. Okay. And again, we do see these time to time and I think everyone goes through elements of them. Um, some can be really short, some can be a little bit longer. So I'll just put some causes that you stuck in there, some causes of fitness plateaus. So this was interesting one, cause you said there are several factors that contribute to fitness plateaus. One common is the lack of variation in workouts <laughs> where I've just put a big note saying, Whoa, let me stop you here. So I actually think constant variation in programming is more of a problem, not a reason. So I understand that we can adapt to a training stimulus and routine that gives diminishing returns, but everyone is constantly varying their exercise routine and wondering why they aren't getting anywhere. So we'll go on to talk about strategies of things like progressive overload. How can you get the one scientific principle that allows you to progress each and every week, if your workout is constantly varied. And chopping and changing. And chopping and changing all the time. When people come into a program, you know, you're talking, you need to stick out the program for, I would say, like, minimum 12 weeks. Like, 12 weeks stick into the program, but people do not do that because they think the grass is greener. So they just move elsewhere. If I want to get a stronger squat, but I'm not squatting every week, how am I supposed to get stronger within that squat? Do you know what I mean? Mm. So I think constant 
variation is a is a little bit it's a, of a, a problem. spectrum, right? And you want to be in the middle because you, you don't want to chop and change too much, but you don't want to do the same thing every day. Yeah, I think I think it's really goal dependent what you're actually trying to achieve. I think that's really important, but you must follow a program. You must follow some sort of program. If it's running or it's calisthenics or it's bodybuilding or whatever you're doing, there must be some structure and routine to what you're doing. Otherwise, you're going to feel like you're plateauing. And sometimes it's just a subjective feeling of plateau. It's an objective. You just feel like you're not making progress, maybe because your enjoyment is less of the program. Do you know what I mean? I think that's a really important thing to talk about. Yeah, like, well that- is, is lack of motivation the same as you not progressing? That's something that we talk about a lot is tracking because it's an objective, not a subjective. Like you can feel like you're not. And this is something I've had quite recently is I felt like I wasn't making huge progress because my recovery was crap. And I like was focusing on basketball and had injuries I was battling with. And I didn't feel like my mindset was like when I was in the gym, I didn't feel like my head was in the gym. However, then I went back and looked at my results on mm. we use Bordify and looked at the tracking and it's like, oh no, I've got PBs. I am getting stronger. I just feel like my mindset is not, mm. which had I not checked my results, I would have mm. a different perception of what I was doing. Yeah, maybe. And I think, you know, the emotional impacts of plateaus can be quite emotional, I guess, because feel people feel like they're putting in so much effort, but they're getting nothing back in return, and we see this in everything, be that training, be that nutrition, be that business, be that work, anything, right? You want to get a return on the investment for the effort that you put in across the board. But what about if the effort you're putting in just isn't good enough to get the adaptation through anything? Because some th- principles are what they are, right? So then it's looking at the things of how can we come up with some strategies to make these things not happen so we don't become demotivated or lose interest in our sort of journey. But we also have to recognize that plateaus are a natural part of the process at times, Ooh. right? Ooh. And then when they <laughs> when we do hit a plateau, what are some of the things that we can do? Because everyone hits them at some point, but can we also delay them? So let's talk about tips and strategies to overcoming some plateaus. Um, I think you wrote a bunch um then i wrote a bunch um again we got things like vary i'm going to take that <laughs> take that out set specific and measurable goals yeah i think we're going to go a little bit step further than that i think specific goals are quite important like what are we actually trying to achieve do you know what I mean because it's not about the outcome it's like is the current trajectory we're on going to lead us to where we are within this time frame do you know what i mean um Let's start by the ones that I see constantly, right? First one is don't eat like a small child, right? That's really important because everyone wants some sort of aesthetic goal, right? And most general population people will eat a certain way without ever being told how to eat because that's the way that they believe that they should be eating to get the result they desire. But the majority of the time, people are under-eating on the daily, not looking after their recovery at all in terms of their nutrition, and then massively overeating on a weekend. That's why their weight stays stagnant, but they're not giving themselves enough energy or food to help with recovery or 
to help with restoration of things like glycogen so they can actually train with intent. They don't look after their train their nutrition around training, making sure that they're eating before, making sure that they're eating after. You know, you've got things like sleep and stress and all the other stuff that we talk about consistently. Are we looking at these big rocks or is it just the program isn't working anymore? That's what everyone likes to say. It must be the program. No, Janet, it's because you're sleeping three hours a night and eating like a fucking child. That could be one of the reasons why you're not recovering. Like Kate said a minute ago, I think measuring and knowing what you're doing are really important. So we have these things called success sessions and you'll sit down and people are like, I don't feel like I'm making progress. Well, 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 Sarah, <laughs> let's sit down. Let's talk about it. Let's look at the analytics from the back end to see how you are actually doing. Ooh, wowee. Progress. Okay. Again, don't let the way you feel subjectively dictate objective things. Do you think too with people who are new in the gym see massive, like the the trajectory just flattens a bit and they think that they're plateauing, but they're not. They're just the massive gains Mm. stopped and it's incremental gains then, which is still like when you're trying for PBs, they're still achievements but people just think oh well when i started i was yeah doing 20 kilo improvements yeah. and now i'm only doing two kilos and you're like well that yeah. trajectory of you doing going from doing nothing to doing a coach program you were going to see that massive yeah i mean you could follow any program at the beginning and see huge progress like an insane obnoxious amount of progress at the start what's well, it's that curve what's the curve called the um Curvy curve? No, it's the like knowledge one where it's like a Dunning Kruger effect. Yeah, sort of. That's like an intelligence thing. But it's the same, right? With the yeah, it's an inverted. Is it? Yeah, I get. I get the theory that you're talking about. Your progress will slow. Of course, it will. It has to. If it kept going at that speed, you'd be a bloody Olympian in near enough every sport you've ever (laughs) done. You know, but you get to a point where you have to fight for every kilogram. You know, of progress. I PB'd my bench the other day by 0.5 kilos. I was ecstatic. Still PB. Yeah, hell yeah. Do you know what I mean? But again, it's that, it's the the program in order to get you to that position. Do you know what I mean? Because again, all right, so say if you do a 10-week program, and we'll talk about this in a second, I do a 10-week program, and every week I have some level of progression, right? And even if I didn't PB on that day, I've still got 10 weeks of progression prior to that. Do you know what I mean? Is the outcome to be as strong as I can at the end of it? Of course it is. But the actual outcome is progress. Do you know what I mean? Progress comes from that 10 weeks prior to the testing. The testing is just something that's a little bit empowering and something that's cool to just test. Everyone comes because they want to make progress, not because they want to be able to lift a very specific number. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's like me today with the power cleans. I missed the whole cycle (laughs) because I was on holidays. I was sick. I was sick again. And, so I came in today for testing. I was like, I know I'm not going to, I know I'm not going to PB. I'm not even going to get close to what I did last time. Cause I haven't done this whole cycle and I haven't power cleaned much at all. And so it was like managing the expectations of that mm. in my mind. Cause I love testing day and I'm like, yeah, yeah. but the other six weeks weren't there. So mm. it, it's managing that internal monologue. Yeah. And I think that's pretty good because, you can't complain about the results you didn't get from the work you didn't do. 
Oh, that's a good quote. You know, and I, th- I think is that, that a James Beatty original? Or no, is it's it? not a James oh. Beatty original. I think I've, I heard it from Matt Fraser. I think, but it's very true, though, right? Again, Sean talks about it a lot. Like strength is doesn't discriminate. You're strong enough or you're not. You have to put in the work. That's why it's good. And I think a big problem with it is that people need to stop trying to get as fit, as strong, and as in shape as possible as fast as possible. Because that's when they plateau. Because everything is so extreme. They need to think more long-term. On our initial chat with people, I'll talk about... Our role here isn't to make you as strong as possible as fast as possible. My job here is to make you as strong as possible over a longer period of time as possible. Why is that? All right. So we've just spoke about your goal to come in is to be able to progress in what you do. Right? So... You lift a weight that you've got to find a good stimulus for. And again, it comes back to that your body understands stress, not load. Doesn't doesn't matter if you lift 2.5 kilos heavier or 20 kilos heavier. It's not going to give you 20 kilos more progress, right? So why don't you make smaller jumps over long periods of time and add that stress and get adaptation from that stress response consistently over 10, 12, 20 weeks rather than going week one, huge jump. Week two, huge jump. Week three, week four, coach can't do it. Yeah, no wonder you've just gone from fucking 40 to 100 and you're wondering why you can't go any further. Like, where do you think that you're going to stop? You could have had so many weeks of progression between this, but they don't. They try and get there as fast as possible. Diet in exactly the same. Hey, let's go into a small deficit. No, thank you. Big one. Let's go. Big, aggressive. All right, well, we'll see where you end up. And then these are the people that go, it's just not working. I need to change it up. Oh, they binge on the weekend. Yeah, your program isn't right for me. Your nutrition program isn't right for me. I need more complex stuff. I need more (laughs) aggressive stuff. I need, what are you talking about? You don't. You just need to be really consistent over a hell of a long period of the time. And this is why when you're getting into the gym and you really want to make progress, people underestimate what they can do in six weeks and people overestimate what they can do in six weeks and underestimate what they can do in three years. Do you know what I mean? Like, how about you go, hey, I've got a three-year goal to be able to do something. Cool. I'm all in. Yeah, but that's not sexy. No one wants to be like, oh, no, it took me three years to get here. It's not sexy, you know, but again, you have a look at everyone that sort of enjoys training or they do it consistently. It's for it's for greater purpose. It's not just about specifics. And that's why we continue to train day after day, week after week, year after year. And it's an absolute non-negotiable in our lives because again, it's for a different purpose, a higher purpose, if you will. Um, I think... Changing things up can be pretty good. Um, changing things up slightly, slightly, maybe hitting different variations of the same movement that may have the same stimulus. You know, if you, I've been bench pressing a lot and my bench isn't, I might go back to doing a lot more dumbbell work. Do you know what I mean? I might go an incline, I might go a decline, I might change things up. I might hit a squat cycle with some dumbbells. I might go to a, you know, a front squat over a back squat for a while and just change the stimulus and change the variation up slightly. We're on that same movement because my legs are still going to get strong. Even if I did a split squat, my legs are still going to get stronger by not doing the movement itself. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay, good. Sarah's nodding. I like, <laughs> forgot we're doing an audio. It's a podcast, medium. right? We can, <laughs> we can modify intensity and volume as well. I think this is a good one. If you have a look at volume being the biggest inhibitor maybe or prohibitor of progress, right? So, you know, there's a little bit of literature on this where you go, okay, you could do 
five sets of 10 reps. Okay. Like a RP of like eight or nine, let's say. I mean, it gets really difficult, right? 10 reps is really hard. So you do five sets of 10 is, which is what, 50 reps? Mm -hmm. Or you do 10 sets of five, right? Or you could go seven sets of five at a slightly lighter weight. So you actually have more volume at a lighter weight, which will be a lesser RPE. Cause you're not doing as many reps. Do you know what I mean? And just playing around with different volumes and different intensities. Why does everything have to be pushing that boundary? Why don't we just step back a little bit, focus on volume over intensity or focus on intensity over volume. That's another way we can, we can do this. I have got here, like get outside and just enjoy movement and I was, and just think about what your body is actually capable of and what it's actually doing. Like what is your body doing? Your body's doing pretty amazing. You're, you're getting demotivated because you're not making the progress that you necessarily want to make. This is like the turning point in a lot of sport films, right? It's like, remember what you're doing it for and have fun. Mm. It's like in sport films and they go, oh, they've become pro soccer players and then they, it's like disconnected from the enjoyment in that yeah. and the appreciation for what you're doing and what you're working towards. Yeah. Like, can't see the forest for the trees. 100%. Like, what are your actual goals with it? What are you actually trying to achieve? Why did you come here in the first place? You know? And I think it is, you are going to have, like, good days and bad days, and then it's, like, but those fun things, and, like, we have the competitions are a great, like, the member competitions are a great way for people to test their strength, but in a really positive, fun environment, because everyone's really supportive, and it's, like, it's fucking amazing yeah. feeling to be cheered on by, like, 100 people. Yeah, man. You feel like a rock star. I think I've spoke about this once on a podcast, but that um, Scott Gill, the All Blacks S and C coach, do you remember me hearing, speaking about him? You know where he, to, you know, how do you make the All Blacks peak? And he's like, I don't really. What I do is keep them training consistently so they can build up more volume over time, or keep them injury free so over time they can just keep training, therefore build up more volume, therefore get stronger. But over a longer period of time, that's it. Do you know what I mean? Just stay injury-free. Keep turning up to training because plateaus do not last forever. They will stop. You will overcome them if you just have a look at a few of these things. And maybe you just need to speak to a coach. Maybe you need to look at your sleep. Maybe you need to look at your stress. Maybe you need to look at your food. Like, look at these things. Don't always think that something is broken when it's not. I think making sure that your recovery is there. Recovery is really important. You know, Training six days over four days isn't necessarily going to give you more progress at that point. Because again, when you have a recoverable amount of volume, which you overstep this mark, it does become detrimental to progress because you can't recover from the stress placed upon your body. You don't give yourself enough time to recover. More is not better. It's not no pain, no gain out here in this world. Okay. If you're a bodybuilder, different. I'm not necessarily speaking to bodybuilders right now. That's not going to be the people that listen to this podcast. <laughs> But again, it's not a no pain, no gain mentality. But even if you are a bodybuilder, you still have an MRV. You still have a recoverable amount of volume that you get to. If your legs are absolutely dying and you've got another leg session, you think that's gonna you're gonna find success from that, then you're you're mistaken. You're not gonna find success from that. There's no success in just smashing yourself long term. You have to be able to listen to your body or at least understand what it's gonna be doing. So overtraining is definitely a thing. Or under-recovering is definitely a thing. Okay, And I'm sort of there right now because I, I feel like I'm over-training at the moment and under-recovering at the moment. And I think my under-recovering becomes from I'm not eating enough food to keep up with my amount of expenditure. So that's something I'm trying to focus on. It's clear because, again, you start getting 
little bit more stress maybe in situations or you start getting little twinges in situations. Um, and obviously it depends what you also trying to do. Like just thinking on this now, you have that sort of said principle, specific adaptation to impose demands. I'm trying to play three sports at the moment. Like you said, <laughs> but again, they're all pulling in different directions. So I can't have the expectation to be any good at any of them directly. Do you know what I mean? Because my body's pulling in so many different ways. So it's understanding that if you want the strongest deadlift in the world, but you're going for a 10K every night, it's like, mm, probably not ideal. Because your body's like, well, mate, what are we actually trying to do? Are we endurance or are we lifting here? Like, what is the go? So it's understanding what you're actually trying to achieve, I think is is really important. Um, again, understanding that you're probably going to get them. And that doesn't mean you have to get them in every part of your training. As well, you may plateau in a certain lift, but that could be down to a technicality. You know, you might plateau in a couple of lifts. That doesn't mean you've plateaued on everything. Do you know what I mean? You could be, all right, your strength's decreasing or your strength's maintaining, but you're running faster and your gymnastics is more. You know what I mean? There's other things. So look at the bigger picture. Not I'm just- the opposite. My um, cardiovascular's like plateaued because I've had a battle with a few mm. chest infections and then my strength is getting better. So I'm like, okay, how do I play that? But mm. then it's like, well, at least I'm still getting the wins Definitely. on the strength. So I still walk out of the gym yeah. satisfied, but it's like, well, I need to just be a bit kinder to myself. Yeah. And, on we the can't, cardio. and we can't work on everything at once too. You know, it's like when people rock up to train all the time and then maybe they're not eating the best and they may be gaining some weight for whatever reason. Right. But they're still training hard. Well, you, you're probably a lot of the time putting yourself in your body in a better environment for progress because you're actually eating in a slight calorie surplus from a muscle standpoint is great. And then when you get back into it and maybe you lose a few pounds, then you're probably going to be a little stronger and a lot of fitter from then. So everything has an environmental um, process or progress. And the last, last thing I'll just say on this, okay. Cause again, this podcast has been pretty to the point is like, just don't fucking stop. Just don't stop. So many people hit a little plateau and stop. Okay, and what is that going to do? What is that going to, what is you stopping or your ego taking a little bit of a battering going to do? I'll tell you what will lead to a greater plateau, doing something else. Everyone that understands training, okay, and trains for a different purpose regardless of situations, those that train for very specifics, those that train for very specifics fall off and always move on to the next best thing until, drum roll, they plateau again because they're not willing to stick at anything for long enough. They go to the next thing. Coach, I need more. This isn't, this is, uh, this isn't more. And they go to another good coach. Oh yeah, this is the training program for me until when, till it's not anymore. Sometimes you just have to go, maybe am I the problem? (laughs) (laughs) Am I the problem? Is there something that's going on here? Yeah. We've seen it in this gym. Oh, I just need more. Well, there's, 300 people making progress at the moment, measurable, objective, quantifiable progress. It's just not enough for me. Right. Okay. Mr. Anomaly. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. Superman. You know what I mean? It's like, let's just have a think about it. So again, hopefully you took a little bit away from that. Things that we can change up, things to just focus on, having some measurable things, have a look at your nutrition. Obviously the overriding thing is stress and sleep and all the other good things, but just don't stop people. Like don't stop. And if you, again, you don't understand why you are plateauing, again, reach out to someone that knows what they're talking about. If your car is broke, you're going to go to a mechanic, right? So if your training isn't going as well as what you would like it to go, maybe just ask someone. 
if you're from our gym and you're struggling, ask someone. But again, small bits of progress over long periods of time. Make it compounding, okay? Body understands stress, not load. That makes sense? Yes. And that's a really important <laughs> thing to go off. You got any questions, Kate? No, I think we covered off all my questions. I think it was pretty insightful. Was there anything else on there that you put? Here's hoping that I don't plateau anymore. No, never. Again, I'm here for you, Kate. Okay? I'm here for you. <laughs> it's fine. All right. Thanks for listening. See you next week.